When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Yeah, each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback, Eric Kramer, and myself delve into your fantasy football choices. And hopefully, you know, we help you out on your way to victory. And you can find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel, or wherever you get your shows. We're, we're going to be there. Recapping how we did last week. Well, the big pick of the week was Eric saying, if you have TJ Hawkinson and you don't start him, you're making a big mistake. Well, I made a big mistake. All he did was have eight catches, 179 yards, two touchdowns in some leagues, including mine. That's 40 fantasy points, an all-time line record at tight end. So I'm thinking back when I'm thinking about this. You know, era Detroit tight ends. I think you came in after Charlie Sanders, but who was your tight end in Detroit? So when I first got there, it was 1990. We didn't have a tight end, but we did have Charlie Sanders as a tight end coach. Ah, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how much that helped us, but <laughs> anyway, Charlie was a great guy. And uh, the next year, not next year, 92, uh, Dan Henning came in as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. And we had uh, Rodney Holman and uh, the ex-Bengal. And then we also had uh, a guy, Ty Halleck, who was a converted linebacker at Michigan State, who was actually a pretty good tight end. Well, that's interesting. No tight end. You know, my first fantasy leagues, when we started playing Stratomatic, our first league we had, Charlie Sanders was my tight end. And, I mean, he had some great years. He was averaging like 13 yards of reception. He was getting like 60 catches a year, which which for back then was great for a tight end. Exactly. You know, not and, a passing league is when he Yeah, did. exactly. And it was more blocking. <laughs> and and it, it, was, it was just great. I remember him so well. But, um, well, looking at other games and other looks, uh, other looks, you know, we both liked Everett and Ertz, and both were strong. You like Damian Pierce, and all he did was rush for 131, a touch, six catches. I think he had a 75-yard run. I love Jamal Williams, and he had 108 and two scores, as uh, well as a long run. I think it was 51 yards. Why not? You like Josh Reynolds in Detroit. He went off for 20 fantasy points, and I said, maybe maybe stick with DK Metcalf one more week, and he was right on with seven catches for 149. He didn't have any touches, but he still scored a bunch of fantasy points. Now, you love golf. You've loved him all year, and he paid off big time. I think mean, this may have been one of his greatest games ever, 378, four touchdown passes. Uh, we liked uh, Cooper Cup, and he was solid, and uh, Kenny, or uh, Cooper Rush, I mean. And Kenny Pickett, well, the Kenny Pickett era has begun in Pittsburgh. What can you tell me about that? <laughs> well, the Kenny Pickett era, yes, it did begin. Fantasy-wise, though, a lot of fantasy owners wish it didn't, especially if they had him. But with three picks, the numbers weren't there, and I'm not sure they will be right away. But you're right. I think the, the move has been made, and I think Pittsburgh fans of the Steelers and eventually Kenny Pickett fantasy owners are going to be happy about that. 
Well, you know, he was brought in to pick up some spark because Mitch Trubisky, you know, we talked about this earlier, uh, how Mitch Trubisky has always had this problem. Hey, there's a pocket in front of me. So let me run out of the pocket and move the pocket, you know, and he got sacked three times in the first half. Plus he threw an interception. He didn't do bad otherwise, but I mean, that puts you in a bad situation. <laughs> then Pickett comes in and the first pass he throws, you know, they went deep and you're hoping, okay, the kid's going to throw a touchdown pass. Of course he didn't. It got tipped. Got an interception. The other interception was at the end of the game, a Hail Mary. But then the, the second interception uh, was the one that killed him and it cost him the game. And he admitted later, uh, he's, you know, he th- wanted, to, wanted to throw it higher and he just didn't. So um, he's going to, I think I like, though, that over time, he's going to work out just fine. I do too. And you, you mentioned Jared Goff. And I love how Jalen Rose, probably Detroit's most famous, uh, guy that grew up there went on to have a great basketball career he refers to jared goff now as jared montana really and, uh, he does that's interesting and i love the fact that that's the case because he does he is playing he's the one quarterback this year that i can think of that is playing at an extremely high level that nobody thought was going to happen coming into the yeah. season they were and their exactly offense right. has really picked up as well and yeah. the fact that they have no defense tells me they're going to be scoring a lot of points every single week, sometimes in catch-up mode, which now they have the capability to do. When they played Seattle, between them, they scored almost 100 points. Yeah, <laughs> So I think it's going to be fun. I think that makes me move Hawkinson into my starting lineup for for until he's not, you know, at this point. Injuries, Cordero Patterson out for four games. Jamison Crowder uh, out maybe for the season with a broken ankle. Uh, Bengals tight end, Drew Sample on IR. Denver running back, this is a big one. And this this is just, you know, what hurts really big is Javante Williams, torn ACL. He is out for the season. That elevates uh, Melvin Gordon to an RB1. Two out with a concussion. That's been a controversy. Giants, Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay, day-to-day issues. Uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, in Tennessee, out for weeks with turf toe. Uh, looking at those injuries, I think you know the the most controversial one is going to be the Tua situation, and that's that, the only that is the nation's number one topic of discussion today. Yep. Believe me, it's. I think they just talked about it on Capitol Hill. In fact, they're going to send a bill that Tua cannot play, so that is out of the question moving forward. And I think what's happening now is. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've been in contact with a few people that are part of this process and they, this is literally taken over. The NFL is very much in danger right now, um, because America says so. And when you can't pass the eyeball test and you have a protocol that says you've got one and then everybody in America can see that Tua doesn't belong in that game. And yet there he goes back in. That is a national concern. Nobody wants to see that. And uh, and so, yeah, I think that's Chris Collinsworth spoke directly to it the other night on Monday Night Football. And that is that um, the NFL as a business, this is in their best interest. And they are absolutely coming up with new protocols as we speak, as you know, and a lot of people now know, or maybe don't, the neuropsych, the neurologist that was there on the sideline that allowed him to go back in for the Dolphins now got fired. And that's a lot of people are out of this one situation. This is going to change the landscape of football in America, not just the NFL. All the way down to the level you're coaching now. 
you know, because I mean, all the way down. I mean, how in the world, with all that's happened, how in the world does this happen in today's world? I don't know. And and that's why that I, I'm not a medical professional, but but I, like everybody else, can see Tua did not belong in that game. Here we go two nights later, and where I'm coaching at Ventura College, there's not even a doctor on the sideline. And this situation happens. And this kid goes back in the game. Wow. And so that school, unlike the NFL, that school could potentially face a gazillion dollar lawsuit. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. This goes down to U sports. Wow. It's going to be one to watch, that's for sure. And uh, I know it's going to be uh, the NFL is definitely going to have to make some changes because, like you said, it's their business. And when you screw up that kind of business, some heads roll. And, it's, and it already has started to happen. So let's get right to the games. Let's talk Thursday night. Colts and Broncos. Jonathan Taylor day-to-day with an injury. Keep an eye on him. And Melvin Gordon, a definite play in Denver with Williams out. Russell Wilson may be solid play here as well. And Pittman had a week off, or I should say an off week, but he's still better than most. So I, I would start him here. I like your thought on Gordon regarding Williams being out for Denver. Um, because Gordon's all really good back, and now he's not sure carries like that. Uh, and the only other player I'd even consider in this game is Denver's Cortland Sutton. He's a bigger, lengthier body. Uh, he's got some speed and, and a legitimate downfield threat with a legitimate downfield passer in Russell Wilson. If they would let that guy uncork two or three a game, he'd be back in consideration to play, I believe. Giants, Packers, they're in London. It's the early game. Nothing to see on the Giants' side of the ball. And for Green Bay, you know, I'm still on the odd trade Aaron Rodgers train. But I do like A.J. Dillon as well as Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard in this game. Even And Rodgers is playing well. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just on the it's time to trade him if you have him in a dynasty league. Okay. Let me just hear. Let me just make sure I got this straight when I heard you say there's nothing on the Giants' side of the ball to consider here. Did you not see... Saquon Barkley have an incredible day against the Bears. Do his best Barry Sanders impersonation on what should have been a 10-yard loss on a screen pass that turned into a 13-yard or 12-yard gain and a first down. I mean, this guy is, even if you're not a Giants fan, this guy is a great running. He's probably the NFL's best running back right now. And and uh, I, that, to me, makes him – the Bears even – I know this isn't going to happen again. But the Bears, the Bears made Daniel Jones look great as a runner. He scored two walk-in touchdowns from distance in that game. And that's hard. That won't happen again for him. Saquon Barkley, it will. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll stick with you on this one. I'll, and you were right so much on the other stuff last week. I'm going to have to stick with you. Steelers, Bills, he may not be ready for prime time, but I'm good to give Pickett a chance here. And definitely George Pickens. Uh, he, he got more targets than Claypool and Deontay Johnson, which isn't uh, saying a whole lot. So these two young um, players, along with uh, Fryermuth, I mean, I really like the, that trio right now, Pickett, Pickens, and, and Fryermuth. And like I said, with Pickens and Pickett, I think that's going to be a long-term term, so to speak. So <laughs> I'm not really liking I, that. I, uh, see, I see some T-shirts being made at your house in the future. <laughs> I, I'll yeah. just say this. Please give me all things Buffalo Bills against whoever they're playing. And just this week, it happens to be the Steelers, but without T.J. Watt. And That's so true. give me Josh Allen first, second, third, along with whoever else he's either handing the ball off to or throwing to. 
the the Bills, I think, even though despite they didn't have a great statistical game last week, they are obviously right there in terms of the AFC. They're the best thing going right now, and I think you could make an argument they're the best team in the NFL. And you know, McKenzie and Singletary are, are two guys to like here, especially with Steeler defense not playing up very well. I mean, I like McKenzie over Singletary this week, but either one of them I think is a play. Uh, Stephon Diggs is a must. For oh sure. yeah, no, that, that, that's that's a given. Uh, Chargers and Browns, Gerald Everett, definite play this week, along with the regulars. I like Chubb and I like Njoku too. And Herbert is a for sure. Talking about Justin. When does Keenan Allen get back, by the way? Because yeah, he's until out. that happens, they don't have a receiver. But until he is back, I'm playing Austin Guitar Hero Eckler every week. Texans Jags looks like Houston has found their RB uh, with a Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks is solid, as is Davis Mills. Davis Mills is playing very well. I think the whole league's kind of overlooked him. Jamal Agnew is a good partner to uh, Christian Kirk, who's always a play. And nine targets on the day on last Sunday. Well, Houston's winless, and I think they're the only um, the only team that hasn't yet won in the league. I think they're all three and one, and uh, I think that defense is going to be the remedy Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars' offense is looking for. Uh, if Lawrence, um, I like Lawrence for really the matchup, and James Robinson to me is a solid weekly start. That yeah. guy's special, um, and if you don't have him yet, and it's probably too late if you don't, but if you don't, and he's out there, get him. Bears-Vikings, Mooney and Herbert came through, but maybe not against the Vikings. Still, they're worth at least a flex. Jefferson and Thielen both plays for the Vikes. Herbert, I'd ride with, with the Bears. And they are so committed to the running game and are very good at it. Uh, and then he's not going to be sharing carries with uh, David Montgomery right now. Um, Justin Fields, however, well, let me just say this. Justin Fields adds to that running game. He's part of the reason why. Uh, the running game is as good as it is. And uh, that's, unfortunately for him, the only thing he's really bringing to the table right now, but he is bringing it. And uh, I think that um, as for Mooney, though, he's very talented. The problem for him is that it's the guy throwing the ball to him. Now, they did, both of them improved. I wouldn't say Mooney improved. Mooney's just good, period. But I think Fields improved to a degree. Um but to the degree I'm talking about is like a C minus. Yeah. So he's still missing throws and missing reads. And um, it, it's just, I think it's going to be hard for Mooney to have any sort of consistency, really. I mean, it, it's unfortunate because he and Cole Komet are two potential weapons this team has that right now, unfortunately, in the passing game, they're not being able to utilize. Lions Patriots. So, will the Lions repeat against New England? Probably not, but you have to give Goff, Hawkinson, and Williams their due for the upcoming week. They're all good, solid starts. Reynolds, he's worth a look, but Tom Kennedy in a good game, but he's a hold for the moment. Uh, too early for Swift, Brown, and Clark because they are out, all out at this point. How about the new kid on the block there at New England, Bailey Zappi? I'm not sure the Patriots, other than, well, I would say even with him, I don't think the Patriots have a guy this year, uh, at least. No in my mind, that's fantasy-worthy. Um, but I think that Detroit Lions, on the other hand, I mean, that's a top-to-bottom roster that starts with Jared Goff, and if that's a, the only guy you have, play him. Uh, if you don't have him, play the, whoever he's throwing to. So guys like um, uh, St. Brown and uh, Hawkinson, as we mentioned before, are two guys that just right off the bat fly off the top of my head, plus the running back they've got now 
with uh, is it Swift that's in, right? The Jamal Williams. Uh, no, Swift, Swift is hurt. Reynolds is in. I mean, Williams is in and Williams uh, Reynolds will back up. Yeah. yeah uh, so I, offensively, the Patriots aren't stopping anybody right now, and certainly not the Lions. Well, you know, the thing about the Patriots, too, is uh, Mac Jones is out again this week, probably will be for three weeks, which means uh, Hoyer is in. And Hoyer is probably available in almost every league if you have a, a if it's a, uh, I don't know, bye weeks yet, but if he's still available in a bye week and Jones is still out, that maybe somebody you want to consider because he's, he's a, he's a guy that's going to get you 15, 18, 20, maybe 22 points on a, on a good day. Seahawks Saints, I'm loving Geno Smith. Where the heck did he come from this year? Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf, I think they're all solid starts. Uh, Saints, uh, I'd play Olaf. I'd play Murray and even Andy Dalton. Taysom Hill did get a rushing touchdown last week, but again, he's one of those spot guys that, uh, you know, you, you get in there when you can, and if you can't, you can't. That That's the way it goes with him. He could be the bearer of not bad news, but just coming back down to earth. The Seahawks aren't playing the Lions defense again this week. That's true. Fact, uh, Aaron <laughs> I Glenn, hope because the Saints are my The defense. talk about Aaron Glenn getting fired over that is on the rise. And uh, so the Saints, however, are a much different brand of defense. Um, and I think that on neither team do I see someone worth starting here. I know you, your Metcalf is your guy, but I think against the Saints, um, it's going to be a different Geno Smith. It's going to be a different pass rush he's going to face. Uh, you're not going to see a bunch of yards after catch. Uh, this, like I said, this is completely Saints, different Saints defense. And unfortunately, the talent that the Saints have on offense is phenomenal. They just don't have Jameis Winston. Unfortunately, is not panning out so far in terms of fa- of a fantasy quarterback. And he's probably going to be out this week, so Andy Dalton's probably going to start. And he's serviceable. I mean, I found out uh, last week, so I think you know he's one of those guys that if you need a quarterback and you can't don't have one for the week because of injuries or whatever, backups not, you know, you're not sure he, he he's okay out there. Latavius Murray came alive, which I was really surprised to see and really happy to see because, you know, uh, with uh, Kam- uh, Kamara out and, um, and them just not being able to really uh, move the ball. And Murray came in and did a, did a great job. I thought uh, in that game, especially that they're playing in London, you know, it's a big difference when you get the time changes and everything. Dolphins I know about that. One year we played Dallas there. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of falling asleep before my normal hour. Oh, and yeah. so I I then for that whole week was up. I was actually when I should have been sleeping was up watching Benny Hill till three, four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had a friend who traveled a lot and he taught me one thing. And this is a, a bit of advice for anybody who's listening. If you're traveling and you're going to a different time zone, such as Europe or Asia, if when you get there, you go immediately on to their time. In other words, if you've been up for 12 hours and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you go to life like it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you go to bed at 10 o'clock in the evening, their time. And almost 100% of the time, that solves the um, jet lag situation. You, it, it, it just works. It really does. If you, if you decide, no, I'm going to go to sleep because I've been up 12 hours or 15 hours, you're going to be dead in the water as you found out <laughs> as i found out had, had 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 there been a party that i could have gone to yeah. and been made to go to then you're right i would have been <laughs> perfect 
<laughs> Dolphins, Jets. Jets are not that good, but Zach Wilson did have a good week against Pittsburgh. Corey Davis and Brees Hall, I think they're both ready to go. Dolphins, hard to figure. Teddy Bridgewater is manageable if Tua is out, but I do like Mostert, and I do like Tyreek Hill this week. And Tua is out, as we yeah. talked about before. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, as I, I, I'm looking, I don't see on either team, really. Uh, with him out, I don't see on either team a guy to start this week fantasy-wise because neither one of them have, I don't know, nobody jumps out at me as right. that's the guy. So, Falcons, Buccaneers. Falcons look good on the ground with backups Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, with Patterson out. Uh, both will be hot on the waiver wire this week, so one will command some respect and carries. Drake London. Drake London is getting targeted, and that's a good thing. This rookie is really something special, I think. I, I agree with you, but again, they need a guy that can pull the trigger. And for the Bucs, if Mike Evans isn't throwing the ball 45 times this week, something's wrong. And even with, you know, they have nobody. Like Brady's even fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. And so Mike Evans truly is their only, you know, fantasy potentially good player. Titans and Commanders, I like Robert Woods, who's finally getting more involved in the offense. For the Commanders, while Curtis Samuel is the go-to guy in Washington, that's what I like there. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not going to uh, say start Wentz. See, it's just this guy is just so much – out of step with anything, it seems. And he may have a good game here and there, but I, I would never take a chance on Wentz anymore. For me, this game centers around one guy, King Henry. Yep. Next. Niners and Panthers, McCaffrey, as long as he holds up. And I like DJ Moore here. I'll play the one guy here, which has kind of been the one-of-one one category, Debo Samuel. Yes. He's just such a unique uh, offensive weapon. And – they are obviously motivated to get him the ball anytime he steps out of the locker room. And I think the other guy you got to think about, too, well, two. One's George Kittle, and I think the other one that a lot of people overlook is Brandon Ayuk. And over yes. these last couple of years, he's really developed into a solid, consistent player. Also, this is a team that loves blocking downfield, which is what springs Debo Samuel and Ayuk both. Well, I tell you that that play uh, the in uh, the one for the touchdown yesterday was uh, a a Barry Sanders style highlight reel shot. You know, I mean, where he, he comes out of the backfield, catches the ball, spins off a couple of guys, game his tackles, he breaks away, cuts across the field, you know, and and runs around everybody for what well, I think it was like what's I forget how many yards it was, but it was a huge touchdown. Seventy sometimes. I'm just saying, like they had guys come out of the locker room sprinting downfield to get blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles, Cardinals, Eagles on a roll despite an uh, off day for Hertz. Uh, Miles Sanders is producing well, so we'll we'll go there, as well as A.J. Brown and Goddard. Uh, Cardinals, Marquise Brown, and Hertz, I think they're still solid plays if you have. I'm with you. I think as a team, uh, the Eagles rebound in terms of stats. Obviously, they won last week, but I think stat-wise, it was a bad week for them. As for the Cardinals, uh, their team's wobbly, but Kyler Murray – uh, is going to put up numbers, and they're going to be throwing, and as soon as they come out of the locker room, the ball goes up. And chances are they're going to be down, and at some point they're going to be turning the lights on in terms of the aerial show. And I think Kyler Murray both becomes, uh, you know, they don't design a lot of runs for him anymore. Uh, and I think that might change here shortly. But with or without that, he's going to make some things happen down the field, whether they call him for him or not. 
Cowboys Rams are playing at SoFi. Cooper Rush and CeeDee Lamb uh, are definite says, but I actually, I, I would stay away from the running backs. Uh, and I, I rarely would say stay away from both Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, but I'm saying it this week. And neither are getting enough work for volume yards, and neither is doing much else. When it comes to the Rams, well, you pick them. Well, the Rams are currently nursing a hangover. And by that, I mean a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, they got absolutely annihilated physically last night against the 49ers. And the Cowboys' D couldn't come at a worse time uh, the way the 49ers just enveloped uh, Matthew Stafford last night. Um, I think that no matter what, Stafford looks for and finds Cooper Cup. He'll target that guy a minimum of 10 to 15 times. Yeah, yeah. So there's one guy on the Rams roster that's going to come out with some stats. It's going to be Cooper Cup, probably with a touchdown as well. Bengals Ravens. Ravens Justice Hill is fighting an injury. So if he's sitting, J.K. Dobbins is a solid start. Otherwise, neither is. Uh, for the same reason, we don't like the Cowboy running backs. T. Higgins, questionable again. But last time he was designated as questionable, he caught seven passes over 124 yards and a touchdown. So you got to keep an eye on him. Well, and so now it's two weeks in a row. In my opinion, Burrow is back. Jamar Chase has yet to have his breakout game. But who better than one of the NFL's league's worst defense? It's hard to say that. I know it's got to be hard to hear it, but it's weird to say it in the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, uh, you know, I look no further, really, than Lamar Jackson, who, you know, between him and, uh, and Josh Allen, put on a highlight reel at times, but neither one of them came out of that game with great stats. And I think the Ravens are going to turn it up a notch this week against uh, Cincinnati. Raiders and Chiefs, Derek Carr is too unreliable right now, but Adams and Jacobs are totally worth playing no matter what, who, whoever's playing quarterback. Matt Collins remains an up-and-coming player. I'm not sure if he's any much more than uh, a flex, if that, at this point. Chiefs look for Juju and Kelsey, and it looks like Edwards Hellier is back in the saddle. Not sure about Isaiah Pacheco just yet, but he'll be a hot pickup on the waiver wires this week based on his performance last week. And, and uh, I think I, along with a lot of other NFL onlookers, are very sure about Isaiah Pacheco. We have, I've never seen anything like that guy. I mean. Uh, he does it all. He runs, he catches, he returns. He can't wait for the next point of contact with whoever it's against. And I think he's an explosion in terms of stats just waiting to happen on that team. The problem for him is they're loaded with other guys, not just like him, but other options that, that uh, Mahomes can go to. But I think he's the one guy that over the course of this season, he's only a rookie, so over the course of this season is going to develop into – kind of maybe the Debo Samuel type of guy mm -hmm. that the Chiefs, that, that Tyreek Hill was becoming. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, it was like, problem with him is he's, they have too many guys that want the ball that are really, really good, you know? And, and Andy Reid has a great playbook and the biggest playbook, uh, I think, out there, especially in, in the red zone. Uh, but, you know, you got all these guys. And it's like, I think Terry Bradshaw... Uh, I heard him speak once in Hawaii and he talked about when he had Stallworth and he had Swan and he had Franco and I forget who else he had at the time. And he, he said, they get back in the huddle and you know this when you're surrounded by good guys, they all want the ball. Right. And how do you, how do you control all that? Okay. I'll give, you know, and if, if a guy drops a pass, you got to go right back to him, you know, to build up his confidence. So you got all that going and it's like, okay, who it's, it's um, the, 
the bad thing about being rich, you know, where to spend all your money. So, <laughs> And there you have it, another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, and we'll see you next time.